Come on. We just take a few moments right now, Lord, to recognize that you are here. You are here in this place. And we are servants of you. Come on, we are hopeful for this year. We are hopeful for all that you will do in all the ministries. We are hopeful for the life groups. We are hopeful for our individual lives, for the finances of your people. We are hopeful, God, for what you will do. Come on, sing it out with all your heart. Come on, Jesus. He's the reason we do anything. You've always been so good to me, Jesus. You've been good to me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, there's always a hope in Jesus. To the things to come. And when seasons change, come on, scream it out. I'm not gonna give up. I will fix my eyes on Jesus. No, not one. And I'm dancing Hallelujah. The rising Come on, I feel the presence of the Lord in this place. Just as Griselda said, come on, there's going to be breakthrough in this place in Jesus' name. You got to sick and tired of being sick and tired. You got to break the discouragement off of your heart and come into a new season in Jesus' name. Come on, we rebuke the curse of poverty over the people of God right now. We rebuke the burdens, oh God, that your people are feeling in 2022. We pray that they would be broken right now, even before I start to preach, oh God. We pray, oh Lord, a blessing on your people. I pray, oh God, that the dreams that you have put in your people's heart, whether it's personal, with their personal uh, lives, their children, oh God, or whether it's for ministry, I pray, oh God, that it would forth in this year in Jesus' name. Increase the faith of your people in this room, Jesus. Come on, increase the faith of your people, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, last time. I love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. You're my first love. You are our reward. You've always been so faithful. And through the years, you've been good to me. 
has been good to you, would you give him a hand clap, a shout of victory? He is worthy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. It is good to be with you this morning. Happy New Year. Come on, it's always an honor to preach the word of God to you, but today I feel like it's extra special because it is the first Sunday of the entire year, the first day of the year, so honored, and we're all together in one service. Usually we have two services, so having everyone here today on the first Sunday, Sunday of the year, I'm just honored to be with you. So Pastors Joe and Nancy are visiting their family in Florida. They will be back next week. And next week, we are going to have an exciting service as well. It will go back to our normal schedule of two services, 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. But we're going to go through the end of the year report. So we're going to celebrate all that God did through 2022. We'll be handing out giving reports. We'll be doing all of those wonderful things. So please come back and get ready for that. For those that don't know me, my name is Lauren Sienski. Some, some of you know me. I love you too. I'm just gonna calm down a little bit. Sometimes you come off a transition and you're like up here, you gotta like bring it down and just be better. All right, so my name is Lauren Sienski. I am a pastoral elder here. Um, I love this church. I love all of you guys, and I know that you'll hear our heart next week a lot more just um, as we go through the last year, but I really want to just say thank you. Thank you for partnering with us. Thank you for all that you do for the ministries, for giving to this church, believing what we're doing. Uh, we love you guys so much, and we're just very thankful for all that you have done here. So can you give yourselves a hand clap? So I love New Year's. I love the feeling that we get in the new year. I think we've said it about 20 times already in this service that it's a new year in 2023. We're going to be like this and it's going to just be like this. There's an excitement, right? People get determined around this time of the year. They make New Year's resolutions. Most of them we don't keep. But hopefully this year will be our year, amen? We'll keep our resolutions in Jesus' name. But I think the reason that I love the feeling of a new year, the newness, the freshness, is because really it's a physical experience of what we get to understand and feel every day with Jesus Christ. Because the Bible says that those that are in Christ are new creations. The old is gone, the new has come, or the new is here. So the Christian doesn't have to wait for a certain celebration, a certain day to feel the newness, to feel the freshness, to feel that there's opportunities on the horizon. That is every single day. If you are walking with Jesus, you get to wake up every morning with a pep in your step saying, today is a new day with Jesus. Today there's fresh insight to be given to me. Today there's new opportunities for me. Come on. Hallelujah. So I love the new year. 
because it shows what's really real, the spiritual truth that we live out every single day. So the title of my message today is Keep the Fire Burning in 2023. And I have to apologize because I didn't rhyme. <laughs> Sometimes, I was trying, I was really trying to rhyme because in the new year, pastors just get these, they get these quotes and they start going with them and they preach on them. So I did think of, you know, start, keep the fire burning in me in 2023, something like that. So if you want to rhyme, you could just add me in there to be with three. But keep the fire burning in 2023. That is my heart for you this morning. For some people in this room, this message will be an encouragement to you to continue doing the things you did in 2022. Because there are people in this room that have loved the Lord with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. There are people in this room that have stayed in step with the Spirit of God who have given Jesus their very best. So this, in, this message for you is more of an encouragement to keep on going. But for others in this room, come on, the Lord knows your heart. For others in this room, a title that would probably be better for you is Start a Fire in Me in 2023. Because in 2022, you haven't stayed in step with the Spirit of God. In 2022, you haven't done all you can do. You haven't submitted to the voice of the Holy Ghost. So whatever this message does for you, wherever it falls in your heart, all I ask is that you open up your heart and receive from the Holy Spirit today. I don't know your personal lives, but it is not hidden from God. God knows the thoughts that go through our mind. God knows the motives of our heart, the intentions of our heart. We cannot hide from him. So I pray that you receive this message this morning, whatever way the Holy Spirit is going to bring it to you, either an encouragement to keep on keeping on or a little rebuke to start it up in Jesus' name. Come on, there's some people in this room, tomorrow is not promised to any of us, right? There is no promise that we are going to live to see 80 years old, that we're going to live to see our grandchildren. I pray that we all do. It's a blessing to grow up. It's a blessing to get old. Not a lot of people get to do it, so it's a privilege. It's a privilege getting older. But it's not promised to us. There could be people in this room that 2023 may be your last year on earth. It could be the person sitting next to you. And I pray it's not, okay? Hear my heart. I pray that it's not. I want you all to live. But that is the reality of life. We are not promised tomorrow. And some of you in this room, it could even be that this is the final warning for you. That if you don't start burning up for Jesus in 2023, that you may burn up in hell for eternity. Come on, we're not playing games this morning, right? I'm going to get to this later in my sermon, but as an elder in the house of the Lord and someone that has kind of a bird's eye view of the ministries and all that is going on in, in, in the church. Something that is always on my heart when it comes to the people of God is you come into church and I don't, <laughs> you come into church and you raise your hands to our holy God. And then when you walk out the doors you're the same at home as you've always been. 
Your homes are out of order. Your marriages are a mess. Your lives are out of order. And I am praying to the Lord and believing that that's enough. That's it. Stop playing make-believe. Get your life in order. Get your homes in order. Get your marriages in order in Jesus' name. And it's not just this church. It's not just the people in this church. It is the body of Christ as a whole. The body of Christ as a whole, some marriages in the body of Christ, there are ones in the world that look better than the ones in the church. There are some marriages in the church that can look at the marriages of the world and actually learn something from them, which that is not okay. Some of them are stronger than you are. Some of them respect their husbands more than you respect your husbands. Some husbands lead their wives out there better than you leave your wives. And you know Jesus. We love you. We want to walk with you. We want to see victory in your lives. Whether you're a single person, married person, doesn't matter in this place. All of us need to have our homes, our lives in order. I want to turn in the Bible to Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. This is my opening scripture for today. A living sacrifice. It says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy. See, God is merciful. Too many people get so deceived because they fall into sin, and instead of running to God, they start running away from him. That's not what you're supposed to do. If you are weak in a, in a certain area of your life or if you have fallen in an area of your life, the Bible says the righteous may fall, but they get back up. You run to the mercy seat of God. So in view of God's great mercy, he sent his only son to die on the cross for our sins so that we do not have to be punished. In view of his mercy, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. The Bible says somewhere else that God is looking for worshipers who are going to worship him in spirit and in truth. This is your proper worship to the Lord. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Can you say amen? Amen. I love the word of God. It says it plain. It keeps it plain for us. We don't have to try to figure it out. In view of God's mercy, we run to the mercy seat and we offer our bodies as a living sacrifice. When I think of a living sacrifice, I think of the Old Testament. They would bring these animals to the altar. They didn't bring roadkill. They didn't bring a dead animal. They brought a living animal to lay upon the altar. And it was a pleasing aroma to the Lord. Jesus was a living sacrifice. He went on the cross for our sins. Pleasing aroma. It is a pleasing aroma, my friends. When you want to get angry and sin in your anger and you hold yourself back and you allow the fruit of the spirit of self-control to be developed in your life, that is a pleasing aroma to Jesus. When you are temp tempted to be lustful and to have those thoughts take over your mind, but you reject it and you fight the temptation, you say no. That is a pleasing aroma to the Lord. 
Come on. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. In 1 John 2, 16, the Bible tells us what the pattern of this world is. It basically comes down to three things. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life come not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. The lust of the flesh is everything that appeals to your desires or your physical needs. Everything. Lust of the eyes is the things that you see. It can be materialistic things. Coveting what other people have. Give me more and more and more. I'm never satisfied. And the pride of life. I am a self-made man. I made myself get here. I'm the best. All of this is temporary. All of it will burn up in the fire in the end. But the one who does the will of God will live forever. The Bible says that we need to renew our minds. So how do we renew our minds? Can anyone tell me? Through the what? The word of God, yes. Amen. So the first way we're going to keep the fire burning in 2023 is by keeping the fire burning in your devotional lives. If you did not have a good devotional life in 2022, it's time to stop making excuses. Stop saying the same things. Oh, it could be better. And get into the word of God. Don't only read your Bible, but allow your Bible to read you. Come on, there's some of us, we'll be highlighting the pages of our, our, the scriptures. But if you let it, it will start highlighting some things in your life. There is no way to renew your mind but by the word of God. If you don't know the word of God, you will not be able to think differently. You will not be able to act differently than the world. You will look just like them. It is human nature to be lustful. It is human nature to act out in anger. It is our flesh to be self-centered and selfish, all about me, me, me. It is the word of God that checks those things and makes them right as you apply them to your life. And a lot of people in this room, if we took a survey and said, raise your hands, how many of you want to spend time with the Lord? I'm sure all of us will be like, me, I want to. The desire is there. But you're not putting it into action. The problem is not that you're not, you're not desiring. The problem is you're distracted. You're distracted by video games, maybe. You're distracted by TV. You're distracted by Netflix. You're distracted by Facebook. You're distracted by the radio. I don't know if people listen to the radio anymore nowadays. Maybe Spotify or something like that. But you're distracted by those things. Come on, the Bible says in Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is alive and active. It is sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. In verse 13, it says, nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. They should put the fear of God in you right now. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered, laid bare before the eyes of him who must we give an account. So I'm going to tell you right now, either you allow this Bible, you allow the word of God to deal with the attitudes of your heart, the things in your mind right now, or you will deal with them face to face with Jesus. 
It is better now. It is better now. Let him deal with the nastiness of your heart. It is already laid bare. You're not hiding anything. It has been uncovered. He's taken off the lid. He sees clearly. Come on, there is power in the word of God, sharper than any double-edged sword. The devil knows that there is power in prayer. There's power in knowing the word of God. And there are Christians everywhere having an identity crisis. They don't know who they are, where they're going, nothing. Why? Because they don't know their Bible. You learn your identity by reading this right here. You learn who you really are by knowing what this says. Come on, keep it burning in your devotional lives. Our greatest example to follow is Jesus. When he was on this earth, Jesus made time to talk to the Father. He would get away from the crowds. He would get away even from his disciples at time, and he would go alone and talk to the Father. I'm going to go through some verses quickly in Matthew 14, 23. The Bible says, Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in the synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among the people. Is this the one I'm supposed to have? 14? 14. This says four. But amen. So glad that the Lord is healing the sick, <laughs> casting out devils. That's what he's called us to do. So after he has dismissed them, he went up to the mountainside by himself to pray. So I, I kind of want to use the verse I just said, though, because a lot of people in this church are preaching the gospel. Praise God for you. You are casting out devils. You are seeing miracles. You are doing the work of the ministry. But just like Jesus, you need to take a step back sometimes and go back to your prayer closet. You can't just be doing the ministry without getting your source of strength from the Lord. In Mark 1, 25, uh, 35, it's the right one. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place. Come on, let's go preach to somebody. Somebody needs to get up a little bit earlier, okay? Quit sleeping in so much. Get up. Get up while it's still dark. Jesus, Jesus was busy too. Get up and talk to Jesus. Luke 9, 28. About eight days after Jesus said this, he took Peter, John, and James with him and went up to a mountain to pray. You can pray with your friends too, okay? <laughs> and then Luke 11, 1 says, one day Jesus was praying in a certain place. Come on, do you get the, what Jesus was doing? He wasn't just doing ministry. He was praying. He knew the word of God. I encourage you, pray about everything, Talk to Jesus, but don't only talk, listen to what he says. I can't even tell you how many times that I have been tempted with bitterness or anger, uh, un unrighteous anger towards people, and as soon as I began to pray for them, it melted off my heart, just melted away. Lord, bless them. Do more for them than you do for me. Bless their children. All of those things. It will change your perspective. It will change your heart. Come on, let's be like Jesus and start a fire. Keep the fire burning in our devotional lives. Number two, 
I talk about this one often. Keep the fire burning with a heart of thanksgiving. This is one of my favorite things to talk about because I feel like I unlock the secret of having a heart of thanksgiving. I've seen it work in my own life. I've experienced the transforming power of God in my life through being thankful, and I desire for you to be the same. I went through some things. I have had to go through cancer, chemo, different trials and tests had come into my life. And it would have been so easy for me to be full of despair, depression, feel sorry for myself, all of that. But I made a decision while I would be in my room full of pain, every bone in my body hurting from chemo. I would be, I made a decision in those quiet moments to be thankful instead of cry out in anguish or despair. I told my soul to be thankful. I began to thank the Lord for every single thing that I saw in the room. Lord, thank you for the wall. Thank you for the bed. Thank you for the, the blanket. There's always something to be thankful for. In Psalm 107.1, the Bible says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. Colossians 3.15 says, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Come on, there is, a, there is a principle there. There's a secret there. It's a heart of thanksgiving. The Bible says in Philippians 4, 6 through 7, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds. Did I miss with Thanksgiving petition? With Thanksgiving, present your request to God. Some of you want peace in your life. Start being thankful. You want peace in your marriage. Start being thankful. You don't come to God and just tell him your request. You come with Thanksgiving in your heart. There are so many troubles that can come into life in a moment. There are so many people even in this room that have burdens on their shoulders every single week. Come on, the way out is through thanksgiving. The way out is through a heart that says, thank you, Jesus. Not for not what I, what I don't have, but what, what I do have. Come on, we are thankful because God is good. He's always faithful. No matter the circumstance, he is always good and faithful So before the battle comes, be thankful. Amen? When everything is good and dandy and everything, life is going well, be thankful. When everything feels like it's falling apart, be thankful. Number three, keep the fire burning in the Great Commission. We all know the scripture in Matthew 18, 19 through 20. Go to 18. Jesus said 28 28 18 through 20 all you had to do is scroll up sorry verse 18 then Jesus came to them and said all authority on heaven and on earth has been given to me therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded. And surely I will be with you always to the very end 
of the age. Every single person in this room is called to go and preach the gospel and make disciples. It is not just for those that are in Bible college or those that have graduated Bible college. Every single person is called to go. The big picture of ministry and of things of God is that it's not about you. It's not about you. And I know we've said it before that the eyes are on me, myself, and I, the unholy trinity. They need to be on the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. One of the buzzwords that we hear in Christianity and in ministry a lot is that people are burned out. Instead of being burned up, they're burned out. They talk about how ministry is so hard. People are so hard. I have to do X, Y, and Z every single week. If serving God and his people has become a burden instead of a blessing to you, you have, you're doing something wrong. And I want you to hear our heart. We don't want you to be burned out. We don't want you to stretch in every single like, uh, place. We want to help you understand that family time is important. Have a day of rest. All of those wonderful things. But we hear pastors all the time talking about being burnt out. I remember I was watching something. It was a pastor. He had a big old smile on his face, and he was making an announcement to the, to the people of God in his church. And he started telling them, I am taking six months off to go on a sabbatical. He was so excited so that he could go reconnect with God. I was mind blown. My first question is, when did you disconnect from God? How have you been doing ministry this whole time? How have you been living your life this whole time disconnected from God? I'm going to go on a journey now, a treasure chest hunt to find God again. Don't do that. Come on. What they need to do is go win a soul. I really think that's what they need. A lot of these pastors that take these sabbaticals and take these long periods of time off, please go on vacation, have a nice time, all that stuff, but come back, okay? Don't take six months to a year off so that you can go find Jesus again. Jesus has never left. You're the one that left. They make it sound so noble, don't they? I'm going to go reconnect with God. But I want to ask some of those preachers that say that, When's the last time you were on the street and you shared your faith? When's the last time you just refreshed somebody with the gospel? Because the Bible says that if you refresh others, you yourself will be refreshed. The Bible says that those who win souls are wise. If you are feeling burned out in this place, if you're feeling weary, I just want to encourage you to go win a soul. Go meet with Wani and Rudy and TJ on the streets and all of our other preachers and go win a soul to Jesus. You will feel refreshed in your faith. Your, your eyes will stop being on self and start going back on Jesus because it's not about you. Come on. It doesn't matter who we are in this place. If you have a title of elder, deacon, if you're a 201 or 101 or first-time visitor, whoever you are, come on, this message is for everyone. We need to keep the fire burning in our devotional lives, 
keep the fire burning with a heart of thanksgiving and keep the fire burning in the Great Commission. And if you are tired, if you are growing weary, I want you to understand in Matthew 11, 28 through 30, The Bible says that he is the one that gives us rest. Jesus has given an invitation to every single person in this room to come to him, all who are weary and burdened, and he will give you rest. You can live in a state of rest. Take my yoke upon you and, le and, upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Come on, we get to do this. And we have to understand that we're not doing this for Jesus. We're doing it with Jesus. The Bible says in Galatians 6, 9, to not, let us not become weary in doing good, for at a proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Come on, Jesus is your source. Daryl, if you can come please to the piano. I know... <laughs> it's always got to be Wani. He's hyping someone up. Hyping everybody up. Now he's coming all excited. I don't know. Maybe I should have him rap. Go, 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 go. <laughs> Remind you to keep the fire in the Great Commission as you go, 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 go. <laughs> Come on. I know I talked about this a little bit earlier. But I want to be very honest with you this morning that one of the things as a leader in the church, as an elder, that I saw steal your fire in 2022, 22, steal your passion was that your homes were not in order. Your marriages were not in order. You missed out on what God had for you because you weren't leading your family correctly. Come on, we are called to teach you. We are called to help you. If you don't know how to be hospitable because you don't know how to clean your home, we will help clean your home. I'm not playing. We will buy you some cleaning products and get down on your floors and help you scrub them so that you can be hospitable to people. If you don't know how to respect your husband's women of God, we will teach you. We will help you. Men of God, if you don't know how to love your wives and lay your life down for her and wash her with the word, we will teach you. We will help you. Young people, youth, and all the others, if you don't know how to have self-control and if your eyes are wandering all around and you're tempted all over the place, we have men and women of God that will teach you how to be self-controlled. Singles, if you are burning with passion and your person ain't there yet, we will teach you how to have self-control until the time is right and he brings you your person. Come on, we got to get our lives in order. Some of you, you have doors that are opened in your lives that need to be closed in Jesus' name. 
backbone. If you are out of order in your home, it doesn't matter if you're married or single, but if you are out of order in your home, you are automatically out of order in the church of God. It is time to be mature in this place and get our lives in order. Some of you don't have jobs and you need to go to work. And you don't just need to go to work, you need to keep the job. Okay? You need to work harder than the person next to you because you're doing it for the glory of the Lord. We shouldn't look like the world. We should look weird to them because we're staying on top of what we're doing. Come on, I feel so compassionate. I do. I feel compassion for those that are not experiencing the God kind of life in the areas of marriage and home and life. And I mean, there's such a blessing. When you do it God's way, it is such a beautiful blessing. Think of your life like a house. Some of you are homeowners, but all of you hopefully have a roof over your head. You could have an apartment, whatever. When something goes wrong, in the house, what do you do? If a light bulb goes out, what do you do? Do you start taking a hammer and just start whipping around and breaking the whole house down? No. You go and fix the light bulb. You put a new one on. Too many of you have one area of your life that is, man, this is a struggle. This is the area that I'm working on. And instead of going to Jesus with it and being humble and saying, God, help me fix this one area, you start knocking the whole thing down, setting it on fire, and then all of it is out of order and it's a big old mess. Come on, we need to keep the fire burning in our lives in 2023, and some of us need to start the fire burning in your life in 2023. The Bible is very clear when it comes even to elders and deacons, myself included. doesn't matter if you have a title. Read through Titus. Read through 1 Timothy, the qualifications of an elder and a deacon. Read it. If you're an elder or deacon in this place, I, I encourage you to read it. And if your life is not lining up with what it says, then you are not right. And you got to get right. But as elders and deacons that fear God, that are living holy, we are called to train up the church of Jesus Christ to equip you for the works of the ministry. And there's a word for every single person in the book of Titus because Paul left Titus and he told him, I left you there. I left you there as an elder to put things in order. And I know you guys have heard this message before because this is one of the life verses for our church we're going to set some things in order in chicago amen we're going to tell them that they're they're not right we're going to go ahead and and rebuke them and debate them if we have to but we're also called to put things in order in the church not just in the culture not just out there but right here so this is what we want to teach. Titus chapter 2, verse 3. It says, likewise. Let's start in chapter uh, verse 2. Teach the older men. Come on, we have some older men here. I don't know how, how old that is. Maybe over 30. <laughs> we have a young, young church for the most part. Okay, maybe over 40. <laughs> but teach the older men to be temperate. 
This isn't talking about just elders and deacons. It's talking about all people. Teach the older men to be temperate, worthy of respect, self-controlled, and sound in faith and love and in endurance. Teach the younger women, older women, thank you, to be reverent in the way they live, not to be slanders or addicted to too much wine, but to teach what is good. Then they can urge the younger women, come on, younger women, to love their husbands and their children. Go home and love your husband. Some of y'all need to hear that. Women of God, go love your husband. Go <laughs> in Jesus' name. He needs your love. <laughs> younger women, go love your children and your husbands. Be self-controlled and pure to be busy at home. Come on, not no busy bodies. Busy at home. To be kind. To be subject to their husbands so that no one will malign the word of God. Similarly, encourage the younger men to be self-controlled. Come on, there's a pattern there, self Control. It don't matter if you're an older man, older woman, younger man, younger woman, teenager. Self-control is what you need. It is the fruit of the Spirit. Let it be developed in your life in 2023. Amen? Come on, we're going to keep the fire burning in our lives. When I think about fire in the Bible... We all know the book of Acts when the tongues of fire were upon their head and they were filled with the power of the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in tongues so that they could go be a witness in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. We all quote that one a lot, right? But the fire of God in the Bible is not just so that you could be an outward witness, but so that you can inwardly change and be renewed and your character can be strong in the Lord. So that you can be pure. The refiner's fire of the Lord will test your heart and bring you out pure. The same way that gold is tested by fire. And when it comes out of the fire, the impurities are gone. And it's beautiful. Come on, we need to keep the fire burning in our devotional lives, people of God. In our hearts of thanksgiving to the Lord. Don't be complainers. Don't be complacent. Don't allow bitterness to come into your heart. Be thankful. Be thankful. And keep the fire burning in the Great Commission. If you're tired, if you're weary in this place, go win a soul in Jesus' name. Go preach the gospel. Refresh yourself. If I can have the band and the altar workers come, let's all stand to our feet, please. Come on, it's going to be a good year in Jesus' name. It's going to be a year where the people of God are on fire. It's going to be a good year because the people of God are going to know who they are in Christ. Come on, if you have not accepted Jesus into your heart, these altar workers are going to be here and I'm going to have you come forward. I want you to be very honest with yourselves. Come on, the Lord knows your heart. Nobody is watching you in this place. If you're an elder, even in a deacon, and one of these areas applies to you, please come forward. Pray with one of your brothers or sisters. But if you have not accepted Jesus into your heart as your Lord and Savior, 
The invitation is for you today to get saved in Jesus' name. If you are a person in this place that has struggled with your devotional life in 2022, you have not allowed the word of God to renew your mind, we want to pray with you. If you've been complaining, if you've allowed bitterness to come into your life, if you have allowed the troubles of life and the burdens of what you're carrying cloud your vision, we want to pray with you. If you're feeling tired by the things of God, tired of ministry, weary by all that is going on and you're not seeing the fruits or whatever it is, come and let us pray that the fire be ignited in your heart again. If your marriage, your home, your lives are not in order the way that they ought to be, let us pray with you. If you need to repent for sin or anything else, being complacent, let us pray with you today. Come on, we're going to start worshiping the Lord in this place. But these altars are open for whoever would want to come and get prayer. Also, they're open for anything that's on your heart. You are always free to come no matter what you need prayer for. But let's just worship together for a few minutes before we dismiss. Hallelujah, Jesus. We light the fire on the altar bring back the reverence for your name give me the fear of god fill me with wonder and revive the hunger make me desperate Restore the fragrance of my worship and cleanse my eyes, oh Lord. I need to see you face to face. And holy, you are holy. If you're still in your speech, just worship the Lord with us before we dismiss. Whoa. 